Welcome, everybody, to the Reject Rundown Podcast, people. And this episode is chilling with me, Tony the Kid. But I do have a special guest that will be joining us a little bit later. Old man RJ, say what's up to the people, at least in the meantime, big man. <clears throat> you messed it up. I'm not supposed to be known yet. Yes, you are. You're supposed to be introduced. You just don't say nothing. Just say hi to people. I'll continue Hello, on my people. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. It's me, old man RJ. I'm here yes. to uh, listen to Tony the Kid rant for a while because I guess he wants me to have a front row seat to it this time. That and is I correct. don't blame him. Yes, this is going to be epic. Now, normally when we do chill with Tony the Kid, when you guys are hanging out with me, of course, I got to rant about stuff. I go off and I go in on either athletes, you know, directors, actors, all that mumbo jumbo. That's my thesis of my show. OK, <clears throat> where I want to keep it with this. So before we continue anything, as always, parental advisory is advised for those parents are listening in around their kids. Please be careful. I normally get loud. I do drop some vulgar language here and there. And for those kids who are listening in with their parents around, you know, please, I'm warning you now. It, this may not be good for you. Don't want you getting yelled at. Don't don't have your parents coming in at me like anything. I warned you before the show starts. All right. So as we continue from there, I got to discuss about some guy who decided to speak out finally about these accusations that have been going against him for quite some time now. That big guy is Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon recently finally spoke about the allegations that are against him from the staff members of the DCE universe. Okay? So when he did Justice League movie, took it over after he uh, basically, you know, Zack Snyder was somewhat pushed to the side. <clears throat> and once he stepped in, there were a lot of reshots his own ridiculous version of Justice League, who turned out to be, or not who turned out, but what turned out to be a shit show, okay? Because it made no sense. There was no connection to any of the team members. There were a lot of miscommunication on the sense of what the direction they want to portray these characters. And you could really, uh, uh, for me, myself, going in and watching the movie My Wife Chloe, I literally critiqued the movie knowing which scene was whose. I already knew which scene was Zack Snyder's, which was Josh Whedon's. All right? And you could tell. But this guy just now all of a sudden wants to come out and say, especially the main the main gentleman that's been going after him, Ray Fisher, who who outshined the other other actors, I would have to say, in Justice League itself and the Zack Snyder's cut outshined everyone. He really shown why Zack Snyder chose him to be Ray, to be Ray Fisher, to be cyborg of the DCEU. And it was a great, it was a great choice. I would not change it any other way at this point right now. It was fun. He was phenomenal. Great actor. But because obviously whatever happened behind the scenes with Josh Whedon, it just didn't mesh well. You could tell and see why Josh Whedon and, and Ray Fisher do not get along, why they're on different paths. Josh Whedon likes to say that this guy was going to be horrible on both ends of the team. Both ends. Wasn't a great actor. Basically, to say we're talking about a bad actor on both senses 
a bad actor. He's tell he said Josh Weed is basically saying to about Ray Fisher. A bad actor? Then why was he one of the best actors, if not the best, people can argue in this Justice League movie? Why is it that so many people wanted to get him in now and portray in some of their movies? He after that role, he got into uh, if you have to say, one of the HBO series, uh, True Detective. So come on, his his. It, there's no way that that's the case. That just goes to show that Ray Fisher was not taking any shit from Josh Whedon. Did not respect his vision. Did not respect what he what he wanted in the whole thing of filming the movie. But Josh Whedon, knowing Josh Whedon, it seems like, and I guess we're hearing some rumors from the MCU, is that, you know, it's my way or the highway. Very vulgar, very angry, very, you know, corrupt in a sense. So I don't like it. I don't like it, and it's messed up that, you know, now he's starting to speak out. Because we, as fans of watching this cut, seeing his version of his cut, Tell that he ain't worth shit. I'm sorry to say, but he's not worth anything. Going forward, he should not direct any movie except for his own if he wants to do that. Put his own money work in, put do whatever case would be. But if I was actors, I would stay and stay clear from that guy right there. No one has stepped in to help him out. That just goes to show that obviously that he's not right. You guys, he's not right at all. And then, of course, when all the allegations that we're talking about with him and Gail Godot, he obviously comes back and also states, you know, I don't do that. I don't yell at actors. I don't know who does that. Why would people do that? Like, you, you do that, fool. Time and time again, people have said and pointed the fingers back at you. But yet you want to sit there and act like your hands are clean. There's no way. It shows in the movies. Age of Ultron. That was, you could tell. That wasn't, it was supposed to be a good movie. Came out bad. Justice League. Supposed to be a good movie. You messed it all up. So they had to put the original guy to come in and fix up your mistake. So it just pisses me off that you want to... That you want to chime in and act like you didn't, you were, your hands were perfect. You, you were clean and you didn't do any of that stuff. But it pisses me off. All right. It really does. Because you're sexualizing Gail Godot when she didn't need to. And if you don't understand, there's been a lot of memes going, going around too, as well, about the particular scene of what I was talking about. Why is it that during a fight scene, you had Gail Godot's Wonder Woman fall down on the ground? And then accidentally, accidentally, you had the Flash land on top. For what reason? Why would you even think that would be funny or goofy or any of that nature? That's bullcrap right there. And the other scene, I have to say that. I knew it was yours, Josh Whedon. There was a scene where Batman was arriving from recruiting the Flash arrives down in Gotham and Gal Gadot's right there her Wonder Woman is right there to basically say you know say you know greet them of course and why is that particular scene just a, a straight up ass shot of Gal Gadot's buttocks okay 
It was nothing but Gail Godot's ass right over the whole screen. For what? Zack Snyder never needed to do that. But why was that important for you to put that on screen? Makes no sense right there, Josh Whedon. So what is it that you have to, um, how you say, uh, uh, defend yourself for that? You can't. Demoralize these actors and actresses so that way they don't come back to work. And they're setting themselves for failure. But in this case scenario, buddy, you're looking stupid, you're sounding stupid, and it makes no sense at all. It's really ridiculous that you want to try to defend yourself that you didn't do anything right. But, you know, I guess you could say it's all about it's all about what your perception and who's going to be hiring you. And thus far, I haven't seen you get a job ever since the whole incident that happened with Justice League. So, obviously, some there's some truth to that that you're just not facing. But what I'm happy with is that Zack Snyder finally got his cut. We as DC fans are finally excited that that came about. Now, old man RJ, I bring you in. I ask you to chime in on this with me. Is it right that Josh Whedon, I guess you would say, points the fingers back at Ray Fisher or Gail Godot? Well, honestly, if you look at it, he's going to have to defend himself. I mean, he's people like that, they're not going to try to admit that they were wrong or that they did wrong. They're going to try to play off that they're, you know, they're the good guys in all this. Facts. Um, but, I mean, look at, uh, look at, uh, how do I say, look at Avengers. Look at the way that, uh, like, Scarlet Witch was portrayed during the Whedon era, and look at also Black Widow. And then look at them now, you know, currently. You could tell a change, completely a big change within character and within character growth. And I think that that's also, uh, you know, um, compare them to the directors that took over. You can see how much the characters have grown with the new directors, because I guess the directors understand better the material and understand their actors. And that's something I said way back in the day when we were talking about Justice League, the Snyder Cut, where I said, if you pay attention to what Whedon did and what Zack Snyder did, you could there is a complete full difference between both men, and it's not just in certain scenes. Well, within the whole actor's um, portrayal of the character itself. That is correct. And I, I like right now what you just chimed in real quick. I, I want to I chime in with you on that part, okay? Because just recently, I literally watched Age of Ultron. For some reason, I don't know what it was. It was way before these allegations actually came about. I just put on Age of Ultron. Because that... It would it will baffle me the most is that it, it caught my attention at that moment because I don't know why I wanted to put it on. 
it's one of the movies that I rarely don't want to see because I I didn't like where it was. I didn't like I didn't like how they treated Age, you know, Ultron himself. I didn't I didn't like the direction that they were going with with that particular character because it just made him seem too goofy in my eyes where he didn't need to be. There are so many liners that didn't need to be put there for Ultron. He sounded so creepy and so serious and in general, uh, how the comic books portrayed, as well as even the cartoons, where it was the intensity that he brought to the table against the Avengers. But for some reason, there were a lot of goofiness that were applied to that, and it, that's why I didn't respect that version. Okay, But while I was watching that, I just remember of all scenes, like you just said, like just chimed in there about, about the difference in that, and the difference of the characters and the growth and how he treated... You know, Black Widow and uh, what's it called? What's her face? Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Um, he did the scene again. He did the scene again. And I said, this is where he first did the scene because since he tried doing it in Age of Ultron, uh, Justice League, he got away with it in Age of Ultron. There was that big fight that Ultron presented himself. And decided to bring out his the little henchmen that he took over to fight the Avengers. So everyone was, you know, you know, having their party and they're all, you know, trying to lift up Monair or whatever case would be, right? Remember that scene? Mm-hmm. And they get blasted and separated. So the Hulk, Bruce Banner, and Mark Ruffalo's character, and Scarlett Johansson, who plays portrays Black Widow, they team up and dive over the bar. But Black Widow pulls Mark pulls the Hulk onto her, and he lands his face in her breast. Now I'm sorry, but there's been no other scene like that ever since that was put there. There have been so many other Marvel movies, and there was no other scene that ever ever had a glimpse. Of any sexualization like that, ever since that, since that particular scene, and now you try to do that again in Justice League, and succeed again to do that with the Flash and Black Widow. I mean, with the uh, Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Wonder Woman. So you know, you kind of get the understanding of obviously you don't really respect the women like you should. Am I right? Yes, yeah, I agree. He, he seems to not respect a woman, and not just a woman. He doesn't respect... Um, if you look at Ray Fisher's character, and not just Ray Fisher, but look at the fact that the Flash in the commercials and trailers, Iris West is seen all over the trailers, you know? True. Watch the Whedon cut, and you never see her at all within the film. Correct. So it's like, you know, to me, I think it's more than just the girls, but I think he's also has something with, you know, um, I'm trying to find the right term without getting into like. Well, well, I- I'll say it for you. I feel like it has a, a has a, a really really bad image on him portraying, you know, I guess you would say other races. Okay. There you go. That's other, what I wanted other, to figure other... out. Yeah. Yeah, other races in general, not just you know the mixture of different cultures and different races that 
that play in movies, either be Caucasians, you know, African-Americans, Hispanics. It seems like he doesn't, you know, the as far as his knowledge and how to portray these characters isn't there. And you could tell that he, and not as, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to say it doesn't respect them, but I guess you could say it. it's not, it's not a top thing in his head. You can see that clearly. It's not an important thing that he has that he wants to worry about, you would say, because, you know, obviously we saw the importance that Zack Snyder brought into the picture because Zack Snyder, you know, purposely wanted this film, wanted Ray Fisher to shine out. And you see why purposely put Iris West in there to show out and shine out with the flash to kind of prep up and get ready for the flash movie that he was going to be participating in as well. So, there's an importance there, but obviously Josh Whedon doesn't feel that way. No, not at all. And that's the problem with it is, dude, look at what Zack Snyder did with Cyborg. Not only did you get, you know, you didn't just say, oh, hey, this is Cyborg. I'm here to like help out. No, in this movie, you get a whole entire, not just a backstory, but you get a backstory with character development to the point where as you continue watching, you start feeling and following uh, Cyborg more than all the other characters combined. And the two guys you follow within this movie are pretty much the three guys, actually. The three people you follow within this movie are the ones that Josh kind of, like, treated less compared to the more popular ones. I'm talking about Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg. Aquaman, dude, when he was going to get into the fight with Superman in the weeding cut, he's over there goofing off like, no, man, I'm, I'm scared. I can't fight him. Mm-hmm. In the Zack Snyder cut, he's like, "This is a bad idea, and I'm gonna show you why." And when it happens, now I gotta go take this guy on. Right. That's a guy who I believe was the one that's gonna go try to feed people who need food, try to, you know, he gets into save people when they're drowning. That's a hero's image right there with the Zack Snyder cut. The weenie right. cut was just some goofy, you know. I just need somebody for good for good jokes here and there. For entertainment, because even then, like even the part where they finally got into them, the fight scene where, you know, he did a lot of hoorahs, who yeah, and, you know, all that type of stuff. But the image that was portrayed in that particular part was, let me be funny. Let me be goofy. But yes, Zack Snyder somewhat had a little bit of the hoorahs and stuff like that that entertained everyone. But it wasn't the sense of being goofy, silly. He was bringing the heat. He was bringing the power of beat. You know, I got this. I'm I'm a great fighter. I'm gonna take care of this guy and stuff like that. But I'm gonna have fun in the meantime. You know what I mean? Like this is that part was fun for him to help out his teammates and you know show why he's a big part of the picture of the Justice League. And then here it made more sense of why Justice League would need Superman if you see. Stephen Wolf came in and he was actually tearing them apart. Right. And it wasn't because of Stephen Wolf, but Batman's in one side trying to help Flash do whatever the Flash is trying to do. Right. And he's fighting prayer demons off. These guys are fighting prayer demons and Stephen Wolf. And that's why such should have been done in the first place is you have to fight the prayer demons to make it more important. Like, why is Superman going to show up? Because if it's just all about, you know, if these guys are mollywhopping all the villains, then why should Superman even be there? Right. So, yeah, that's 
those are like a lot of things that we didn't did that if you look at you know uh Zack Snyder's um the difference between him and Zack it's based on a, a director who's just following his own orders of what his boss tells him to do but also a director who really has no idea how to develop characters and develop a movie if you look at who he had when he got you know when he got Avengers the first time all those characters were already developed before he got them right exactly so all he had to do is just put them in the team and that's it look what happened in the sequel when he did Ultron Ultron wasn't developed yet he mm-hmm. got his hands on Ultron and look what he did he messed it all up mm-hmm and that's proof of why, you know, in me, in my mind, I thought it was all Disney's and Marvel's fault that he messed up Ultron. Remember, I right. said Ultron's the worst one of all the movies because Ultron's not supposed to be goofy. He's supposed to be threatening. There you go. Exactly. But then you get and, to see, you get to kind of see as time goes on what they did with the other villains and characters, especially, especially Thanos and all his characters. Like, the intensity that he brought to the team when he brought on board against them was even just as good because it's like he's he was the true villain of everything. He was the true bad guy of all that stuff. And if you would have gave that type of intensity on to Ultron, come on now. Like you cannot sit there and tell me that that wasn't or would have been a possible return for Ultron to keep coming back and forth and be a great adversary against the Avengers. Am I right? That's true. You're right. Another thing is also um, look at the way that the women in that movie are portrayed, not even just Infinity War, but also in Endgame itself, but how much of a central, um, how do you say it? They're like in the center of it all, too. Mm-hmm. That's so true. You have, you have Black Widow in there, and Black Widow, not only does Black Widow kill herself in Endgame to save everybody, but you know, you see how uh, Gamora, she gets killed off too. And it also has meaning of why she died. You know, like her death has meaning. Yes. And the women that show up at Endgame at the end, starting to tear up all the villains, you know, you could feel the power within them on how they should be at the same level as mo- as all those guys out there. Like most of those girls should be like uh, Iron Man, you know, Pepper Potts, she should be just as good as Iron Man. Right. So yeah, those, those are things I could point out that, you know, it's not, it's sometimes, like I said before, it's not the actor, it's the director, and if you want more proof, look at David Ayer. Definitely. Look at that guy. And this guy wants, this guy wants a movie. He wants he wants his cut to come out, but it wouldn't it wouldn't help any none. It would not help at all whatsoever. His cut will put on there because what he did with the movie in general itself would have just bombed regardless. Not because of you know not because of the actors and his picks and stuff like that pertaining to the characters you know they was wanting to portray. It's just the 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 vision. You really you really messed the vision up. Especially with Joker, I think I think that's a big key factor to the importance of the movie. Do you want the type of Joker, even though, even though he was cut in certain scenes, it's still going to be the same Joker that you wanted for that film? And again, there's no connection to that particular Joker 
to the DC fans, except for the hand tattoo. No, he doesn't even have a hand tattoo. But yeah, exactly. But even that, he's not supposed to have that. You know, it no, became it it became afterwards something cool to have or whatever because for other people they thought that was it. You know, pretty dope for a psychoticness. But again, it's still the fact that you gave him all his tattoos and the fact that you gave him all this gangster look alike or whatever is stupid. I let my the wife. The reality is that yeah. he was trying to. Uh, the sad reality is he was trying to uh, create a Joker modernized to how you know rappers look today. If you look at today's rappers, they all look dumb completely. <laughs> <laughs> look at the Island Boys, okay. you guys. Look at the Island yeah. Boys. Look at those dumbasses. I mean, you have, you know, you have Joker from the one we know from the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, and so forth. You know, we have the image of Jack Nicholson's Joker, the animated series one. You have the one from uh, Heath Ledger. And recently, you know, you also had Joaquin Phoenix. Even that was freaking crazy. Yeah. And they didn't do that much. All they did is put on a suit, put on a makeup, and that's it. Yep. You see, and it was very light. It wasn't, you know, damaged face here, tattoo here, tattoo here, here, tattoo, here, tattoo, everywhere, tattoo. No, it was just <laughs> simple face makeup, man. Yeah, I agree. Simple no, face I makeup. Totally agree. The way his mannerism, he's not over the top goofy. He's not over the top silly. He's not. He's a man who is smart enough to make you believe that he's crazy, but he could still manage himself in a way that he talks to you like I'm talking to you. Right. And convince you that everything's going to be okay. Exactly. And if you look at if you look at that, you look at those guys, you know, you look at what we're looking at, like I said, a modern age rapper's look compared to what, you know, we grew up with. We're all going to want what came in the 80s and 90s, which is like you know, we grew up with the Jays and the Eminem's and the Tupac's. When Sorry. we look at this stuff, we're like, we don't want this stuff. Hell no. There's no meaning to this stuff. Nope. And that's what we said when we saw this Joker is we don't want this because there's no meaning to this. This is over the top. Way too much. Another thing I want to point out about Whedon is, did you, if you watch the Amazons, dude, did you realize how the Amazons and Zack Snyder's movie held their own completely? Yes. Yeah. And they had a lot more stuff going on. Even a girl, like I think two of them were actually holding a building with their, you know, just themselves holding a building before it could collapse. Well, there, yes. And I was just watching that scene right now as we're talking. So, what happened was is that step was they're fighting, they're holding their own, they're getting, you know, they're basically fighting back and whatnot, but they actually have to take, you know, the box, the mother box, and move it away. So as the mom, the mother of Wonder Woman, is running off with the box, she's going through the little um, little tunnel. So now all the little the little basically levels were were coming down. So as they were coming down, the very last one, two girls, two Amazon Amazonians, decided to hold a bad boy up. For Miss Wonder Woman to come running through with the with the box, and then obviously yes, it collapses of course because they stay behind in order to fight back, and thus begins the whole shatter of the the temple. So there, 
uh, you know, there was a fight there. And then the same thing as they're still going on with the whole, you know, trying to keep the buck, you know, play keep away. There was still enough to fight back. But with with the weed inverse, as you like you just said, these guys were, you know, they looked like they just couldn't hold their own at all. They're getting beat up left and right. And so they it, shouldn't. I mean, if you're supposed to be a very strong race of women, you know, the Amazonians, men are not supposed to be able to, you know, if you're all like, built like Wonder Woman herself, trained like Wonder Woman, there's no way in Molly Wong by Whedon's version of uh, what's the name of Steppenwolf and the parademons, they should have at least had put on a fight and displayed within themselves and much well with the companions. Mm-hmm. And that's what totally agree. When he, he introduced the woman within his movie, saying, you know, this is what should have happened. And you're just like, mm-hmm. dude, the minute you start watching that, you're like, oh, damn, that's what happened. Wow. They held their own. <laughs> That's why they're Amazon. Yes, exactly. And even then, like if you look at Gil Gadot's character as her human form, you even show her with the sense of like empowerment. You know what I mean? Like knowledgeable, smart, intelligent, you know, wit, like everything that, you know, basically what we've been having lately with all our women empowerment is how to present a proper woman. Okay, and especially on scene. But for some reason, when you brought man, whatever you wanted for her character, just just wanted her to be an eye candy, a piece of meat. And that's why I found very disrespectful. That's why when watching the film, the his his general cut of the film, I have no respect for it at all. I, I, I truly don't. It really bothered me because. Here I am watching this Wonder Woman character who now my daughters are starting to see and, you know, they're on their own in movie form. And now that here they are, they, they're watching these images of a man treating them like this and, uh, you know, being portrayed as just nothing but nothing but a piece of meat, nothing but someone there to, you know, follow man or something like that or whatever. And it's like, no, Zack Snyder gave them in, like empowerment, gave them you know, drive to want to be something, but also, you know, have some type of backbone, you would say, and to keep moving forward. And that right there is why I I appreciate so much more with the Snyderverse. Not, not this ridiculous, stupid weeding cut. Stupid. It was totally, I mean, the problem is, you know, if you had the formula, and here's a Here's another thing I have to talk about. Snyder didn't just leave because he was kicked out. His daughter committed suicide, so he couldn't do the movie no more. Mm-hmm. We didn't should have thought of that too. Here's another thing we didn't should have looked at: is, hey, you know what? You know his uh, daughter just killed herself. Um, I gotta make sure I do a good movie because this guy was doing something good and. You know, to respect who he is as a director. Let me try to finish it the right way. But this guy does exactly what the DC, not even DC, DC has nothing to do with this. It's more of Warner Bros. Those table of idiots 
tell this guy, hey, we want this to be funny. We want this to be this and this and this. Let's try to erase what Zack Snyder did. My problem with is you hired a yes man because you knew a fact you were blaming Zack Snyder for your failure with Batman and Superman. Correct. Which again, it wasn't his fault. If you if we would have got the original cut like we were supposed to for Zack Snyder's, it yes, it no. was it probably wouldn't have been that bad, but it also wouldn't have it it made more sense his original cut than having whatever cut they Warner Brothers decided to put out there. Well, actually, Warner Bros. pushed them to put, to do uh, Batman vs. Superman. You know that, right? Yes. Snake Snyder didn't want to do a Batman movie with Superman in it. He wanted to do a Superman sequel to Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's original plan was to do Man of Steel, and then Man of Steel 2 was going to be Brainiac. Okay. But the Warner Bros., they're like, no, we got to catch up to these guys. We got to, you know, we got to make Justice League uh, put Batman in this movie, you know? So now you have Superman and Batman in the same film. And then when they watch it, they're like, oh, you know what? No, we just want more Batman and less Superman in the yeah, movie yeah. that's titled Batman and Superman. Right, right. That, that's, that's one thing I find ridiculous is that, dude, you know, one, you have a director who was loyal to you and your team, you know, mm. who did a good movie, but just because you got backlash from what I say has always been Warner Bros. fans and probably parents who don't know anything about the DC comics, since you got backlash from that, you guys decide to, you know, fall backwards and play nice with all everybody else and not try to continue this beautiful storyline and amazing fight scenes that people who are fans of this you know the science Snyderverse wanted to see more of mm-hmm. and if you want proof of that look at Peacemaker look at James Gunn's Suicide Squad mm-hmm. it's not it's not all jokes and stuff it has a few jokes but it's dude it's carnage everywhere and people are watching it yeah, the like that's the crazy part. Zack Snyder, not Zack Snyder, but the Suicide Squad. J- James Gunn, his version of it was like like no other, no comparison to David Ayer's cut for just for Suicide Squad, and yet that was entertaining. It was just as it was, if not more bloody. I would have to say more bloodier, more vocal language, more like sexual vo- like sexual, you know whatever orientation in, in the sense of like doing a lot of gestures and stuff like that. And, and yet it's, everyone loved it. Because the one Every- thing is, if you look at this movie, it wasn't just the woman being sexualized. It was the men too. Look at John Cena. He walked out there barely naked. That's true. It walked out of, he walked out in underwear in one scene when they're all trying to figure out what's going on with the, with King shark. And yet, Everyone liked that scene and wanted more for that. If I'm not mistaken, if he's probably going to be doing it in the series too as well. Oh yeah, he did. Um, there's a lot more that happened here, and I, you know, uh, I will tell parents if you're going to watch the show, make sure you don't watch it with your kids. That is a warning right there. Don't watch the show <laughs> with your kids or anywhere near your kids at all. But you're going to have a laugh and a right when you watch the show. Yeah, you see, 
See, it just doesn't it doesn't compute to me on all that stuff that's happening and why they like to judge. They like to judge and put judgment on the wrong guy for the series. And I, and and that's why I find it very disrespectful that jo- Josh Whedon is really adamant on the sense of like these actors couldn't do shit without him. Like there's no way. There's no way and that is so true. You obviously see what happened, what they could do with the what a different director and what success comes with that. Every single character did phenomenally better. The story itself made more sense. Even the even with the the epilogue where it was the nightmare justice league you would have to say where they brought them out it, even that was phenomenal so it's like you cannot sit there and want to act like you're this this guy who who whose vision is good and you know he's pretty cool with his team the, the team didn't respect you the team didn't want you there they never gloated about you especially jason momoa he could care two shits about you his guy is Zack Snyder. Because of you. Yeah. They want to get done with it because of you. Like, they were this close about leaving the franchise. But because they were so adamant and, you know, what's it called? Basically gloating about Zack Snyder, they brought his, they got his job back. And if it wasn't for them helping well, out with all that. the fans who did that petition against Zack Snyder's role because Warner Bros. didn't want to do nothing with it at all. Well, that's true. That's what I mean. If it wasn't for the fans, plus, you know, Jason Momoa backed them up. You know, Gil Godot was asking for it. I think Ray Fisher definitely was saying yes to it. So it's like when you get all these guys come backing them up for Zack Snyder to return and actually get his shot at making the film. And because of what happened, like you said, what happened with his daughter in the midst of directing the first time around, you know, finally got his 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 feet in there and did his part. And it Look how great it was. It was a success. It was a phenomenon that people to this day, like ourselves, me and you, would like to continue with the Zack Snyder verse. But again, Warner Brothers, they think they have they think their vision is better. So you know no, I'll tell you what's going on. Warner Bros. are just like Vince McMahon. I'll put it that way. If something doesn't go the way Vince wants it to go, he's not gonna blame himself for ratings going down like Okay, AEW defeated NXT, and I'm sorry, people who are not fans of wrestling. Uh, this is based on wrestling right now. Uh, Vince McMahon, if you know, he's the WWE owner, and he owns a company known as NXT, which is just a branch within his uh, wrestling gear place. AEW is competition to Vince McMahon's competition. AEW is owned by Tony Khan. So a few months back... AEW was defeating NXT in ratings, and it was actually crushing Raw and SmackDown too. This man goes out to fire Triple H after he started mellowing in there anyway. So he goes and gets rid of Triple H, who was in charge of the show and used to make the show good, you know. He goes and gets rid of him because he blames Triple H for the success of AEW and how NXT goes down completely. But he doesn't see the error his own ways. I mean, look at how Raw and SmackDown have been ran to the ground completely. And yeah. that's my problem with Warner Bros. Is Warner Bros. is the same way. If your movie goes wrong or something goes wrong within your movie, you've always turned against the director and fired them. 
you know, any fan wants to argue with me, look at Batman Returns. I just pulled an SG3 right there. Look at Batman Returns. The movie was successful, yes, but parents started crying about the movie. Parents that don't know anything about the Batman genre at all started crying about the movie, saying that their kids had nightmares because of Batman Returns. What happens? McDonald's decides to stop their uh, the toy sales of the Batman franchise in films. And so now Warner Bros. decides to get rid of Tim Burton before he could do Batman 3, which was going to actually feature Robin Williams as a butler, Billy D. Williams as Two-Face, The Return of Catwoman, I believe, and Marlon Wayans as Robin, while Michael Keaton was going to be Batman. See how ridiculous that is? Mm-hmm. And that's it happened here again. Warner Bros., you had Man of Steel. You decide to throw in your stuff saying, no, we got to rush and catch up to these guys because they're going to kill either Iron Man or Captain America in Civil War. So because Captain America dies in Civil War within the comics, we got to catch up to them before they do that. So we're going to kill Superman here. A Superman we haven't even developed yet. We just only had one film with them, and fans are going to feel sad about it. Mm. Bad timing, man. Doomsday was a bad timing, and you guys know it. Instead of blaming you guys for it and blaming yourselves for it, you turn around and fire Zack Snyder. And try all your best to make sure Snyder doesn't come back because you blame Snyder for your own failure. That's right. why I call you table idiots. That's right. Executive table idiots. I'm sorry. Exe- yeah, executive table. Put, put some. Put some. Put some uh, bad respect on their names, man. Executive <laughs> idiots. Hashtag put some bad respect on their names. <laughs> it just it, it, it baffles me so much, oh man, RJ, when it comes to this stuff that's been happening with the DC universe. It has it has all in the right for a phenomenal potential because of these like these are the old school first ever superheroes of all time, and yet they're all this controversy of how they feel like you know one company wants a vision, wants their names to put out there, but then also wants to sit there and act like everyone else is in control of this character to say, no, 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 we're not going to go with that. You know, some people are crying about it. They're not fully 100%, you know, happy about it. So we got to change it all around. We got to change it all around the board. Like we, no, 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 we don't like it. No, no, no. We got to change it. We got to change it. Like, it, what the hell? Just let them be, man. It was going, it's going good. It's going, it was, oh, it was, with Zack Snyder helming it, it's going good. Especially with this, the Zack Snyder first. So it's like, come on. When you see the Zack Snyder first, you're like, all right. Now we can now we can talk about TV shows. Now we can put in some, uh, what's it called? Some extra movies on the side to chime in with this and to get this going. But I guess not. Make it all horrible, man. And that's the sad part is... You know, instead of backing a director that fans really want to come back, they're like, no, we're done with this. You know, we don't want this no more. And then not only do you get rid of the director that, you know, fans love, you're trying to get rid of Superman, the one that fans love. You're basically, and here's my sense of where I feel 
horribly, and this is where I get the sense of why they're changing things around. You're technically, in a way, getting rid of with most of the characters or most of the actors that really backed up Zack Snyder the most. Ray Fisher has been, ever since that point, a big pitiful point on backing Zack Snyder. You you obviously would be stupid enough to get rid of Gail Godot because what she brings to the table is one ruin. You, you're an idiot for trying to get rid of or switch around maybe Jason Momoa as Aquaman, which I have a gut feeling they may move on with him after Aquaman 2. And, you know, they're, they're, they're just killing off of that part that whoever backed him up, especially Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck portrayed Batman, who I fondly appreciate now. But no, because we're not getting I told that. you, I was like, it's not Ben Affleck's fault. It's just he was played off wrong, dude. And now mm-hmm. blame Zack Snyder. It's just Zack Snyder was just giving too much to his plate. It's like, oh, we want this to happen and that to happen all in within one movie. So Zack Snyder, not only does he have to kill Superman in a movie, he has to now have the story of why Robin died, which we don't even know which Robin it is. And That's then true. Batman is dumber than Lex Luthor. Because Lex Luthor is able to outsmart him completely. Yep. And then Batman, who should know, I need Superman in my team. He's not going to try to kill Superman because he knows Superman just took down an alien race. The real Batman would have been like, I don't need to kill this guy. I need this guy to be on my team. I just need to train him to be more of a hero and not a villain. Mm -hmm. Be more smart about his decisions. Batman could have been used as more of a Mentor. Yep. That's my problem is these guys rush too much to try to make what fans want to see right away. And while you did it, you just dug yourself a big hole and then you just kept digging and digging and digging when you kept making <laughs> more mistakes. Like when you did... <laughs> you, did you just kept freaking... digging and digging and digging and just wouldn't get out of it and you're looking up. You're looking up like, oh, it's, uh, no, I, we can dig a little more. I, I, I think it's fine. Kept going like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're pretty far down here, man. I don't know. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. That's the problem. It's like now they're trying to find a way out of their own thing by rebooting everything. They're playing right. a Sony, Sony Studios. Rebooting the whole franchise all over again because they knew they screwed up. Kind of like how Sony did when they had Spider-Man 3. Right. And Amazing Spider-Man 2. When they messed Correct. up, what they did, they decided to reboot. Lucky them, Marvel's like, hey, uh, stop rebooting Spider-Man. Give us Spider-Man for a minute. Let's see what we could do with them. Yep. And because look he got jacking them up badly. Right. They, they, once once Marvel got on board with that, they put things back together. And it's my thing, man. Uh, little by little, in my eyes, I, I, I know... I think, oh man, RJ, I feel like it, it may not be best for business, but the way it's just the way things are going and escalated with this whole DC universe and with these characters and stuff like that. I, I'm just, I think Marvel, I think, uh, I think Disney needs to take over, you know, DC, give it some type of foundation again, something for us fans to appreciate again. You know, I, I feel like. I feel like that's well, not just the really. Best. I mean, I like how you say Disney, but I think Disney now having uh, Marvel and everything, they're really not going to want to make DC as popular as Marvel is. 
I think the company that should take over uh, DC Comics should be Universal Studios, who pretty much only have Hulk. Hey, okay. Reason why is because I believe Universal Studios have exactly everything, all the, how you say it, all the right moves to make this uh, franchise, you know, blossom the way it should. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Universal Studios to buy DC Comics, Trust me, we'd be in a different picture because Universal's the one that brought us Edward Norton's Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah, true. And people and like Universal, that one too. Mm-hmm, and Universal's had some pretty good movies on their belt, you know? Mm-hmm, true. So yeah, I think, I think DC would do so much better over there than over here with the Warner Bros. Yeah, I don't. It's just, uh, I, yeah, Warner Brothers is jacking up the movie biz for these superheroes, and they keep trying to sit there and think that they're fixing it and fixing it, and it, it's just making it worse. They're making it worse for the company. They're making it worse for. They're just allowing us fans to chime in and really be upset with this whole movement. Well, That's what it's I really doing. Kind of feel like they are, and they aren't because now they're starting to finally listen a little bit, not to the fans, but to the directors themselves. Look at the fact oh, that so. the last Suicide Squad movie, we had James Gunn say DC had nothing to do with the meddling, and why DC didn't do metal? Not DC, I'm sorry, Warner Bros. didn't meddle with the movie because mm-hmm. fans said you guys meddled too much. Look what happened. Yep. You watch Suicide Squad on HBO Max, and apparently it was one of the highest. Uh, viewed films within that 2021 year. Right. And now James Gunn has a Peacemaker show and that's even up there. You yeah, have uh, you have the right director right now doing a Batman movie and that Batman movie like it's it looks exactly like how Batman should be. Agreed. And I feel like even with that part right there too as well, you get the understanding that that's not, you know, Matt Reeves didn't allow you know, Warner Brothers to meddle in either. You know what I mean? Yes, of course. I know it seems like Warner Bros. are finally understanding that, you know, let the director direct, watch a little bit from the back, but don't meddle too much. Correct. Because the director has a vision. Unless, because the director didn't have a vision, he wouldn't come up to you and say, hey, I want to make this movie. Yeah, right. And that's how, if you look at the same thing with the Flash movie, look how that's looking right now. Look at, uh, oh, here's another example. Black Adam. Oh, yes. One character we keep forgetting that, you know, I wish, that's my thing, though. I wish that this whole, you know, I now I see a little more, more and more about Henry Cavill talking about, you know, or The Rock saying, I wish I would be, I want to fight this guy. I wish I could fight him or something like that. Then it became the wish I could fight him because I have a gut feeling they kind of basically put out there and let him know, or The Rock know and say, hey, listen, I understand you may want to fight this guy, but uh, it's not looking too good. And, you know, we're going to give you another Superman and we're going to probably give you a, a better one and all that type of stuff or whatever, possibly. But who better than Henry Careful to face off against The Rock in the movie biz? Oh, the, Rock said that. the Rock said that he will only do Black Adam if they promised him Henry Cavill. So that just, if it's very interesting to see where that goes from. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Because Rock's, Rock is, uh, his own production is running part of this movie. 
That's yeah. why, you know, I believe that Rock has more to say with what happens within his world, which I guess his world is going to be based on the Zack Snyder world. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be Black Adam versus the Man of Steel himself. And I think Henry Cavill, who recently in an interview when they asked him, you know, is Superman over? He said, no, the cape is still in my closet. Oh, boy. We shall see, be man. He's not going away. We gotta, we gotta just keep pushing the Warner Bros. to realize Henry Cavill wasn't the problem. You are. Yeah, that's fa- that's a factual. That's a factual thing. They are. Warner Brothers mm-hmm. needs to shut the hell up. Step back. Let it be. We should All put right. a post up there that says Warner Bros. is a problem. Yeah. You should I have will. like a Zack Snyder. Uh, like a picture of him and his Justice League at the bottom, probably. And at the mm-hmm. top, have Warner Bros. is a problem, not these guys. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I, I agree with that part too. Put the these these guys are okay. These guys are these guys need to shut up. <laughs> I bet you uh, get a lot of people to look at it and talk. Yeah, maybe it'll be true. <sighs> oh man, RJ. You know that's all I got for today on ranting. You know I'm pretty sure Josh Whedon is gonna take say some say some other stuff. You know chime in a little bit, and I think we can get back on board and talk about this a little more. But as far as I know, th- this it just aggravated me that he came out there and tried to point fingers at two actors that really are a big piece to to the success to the Zack Snyder's cut in Justice League. Why it was that the DC fans appreciate these characters and why these actors and actresses uh, want to want them to keep moving forward. DC fans want Frey Fisher to continue as Cyborg. DC fans want Gail Godot to continue as Wonder Woman. That's Wonder Woman to us now. So it's mm-hmm. to sit here and sit here and let him say these things about these two, you know, people. It, it makes no sense because it's like they're chime in like oh he doesn't know how to act he's horrible or whatever the case would be and to sit there and fa- like think that Gail Godot's falsely making these claims is stupid because we've seen the resume we've seen what happened with you know Scarlett Johansson and you kind of get a, a sense of her issues with Joss Whedon we heard that in the background even though they were trying to keep it on the hush hush and it's like mm, bro it's a it's a repeating thing with you I'm sure that's probably why you haven't gotten any uh, work ever since you know the incident with Justice League. So I don't know, man. It's not it's not looking good. But I just had to say my two piece on that, old man. And I appreciate you for joining in. Do you have anything to say to the peeps before we dip yes. out? Completely. One more thing. Go ahead. And this is one more shot at Joe Sweden, so you can see the truth between a good director and writing team versus a bad director and worthy writing team. Mm-hmm. Age of Ultron. Look at Ultron in that movie, right? Correct. Look at Ultron in the What If series. Yes. Dude, the What If series really made me think, are they gonna how they're gonna beat this guy? Right. Because Ultron was only by himself. He didn't have his robots with him when he was taking all these guys off. Correct. And then look how powerful he was. He was very smart too. So I'm yes. like in my mind, it was like, that's the Ultron we wanted. And we got it in the cartoon, not in the movie. Right. Which makes more sense even at that, is that it's canon to the movies. So go 
go figure that that this particular character may end up rejoining the cast and getting another shot at. And I would I would be very happy if they keep the same actor portraying the character. Am I right? He did great. I mean, it's not his fault. Like I said before, it's never the actor's fault in my mind. Unless the actor knows, doesn't know how to act, and there's a lot of them who don't take in roles that they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. But there's actors who are very great actors that get roles, and you're like, yeah, I can't wait to see what he does with this. And right. when you see, you're like, why? What happened? Well, that's your clue, people. The director sucked at directing. Yes. You want two directors that can point at? Josh Whedon, David Ayer, the guy yep. behind Robin, Batman and Robin, the guy behind Batman Forever. Yep. Um, I mean, he <laughs> passed away, so rest in peace, you know, but that's just my two cents and everything. It's not the actor, unless because a director can change anything to make the actor look good. If, the, if you got a bad director, your movie's going to look trashy. Yep. So that's all I, I got. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. But again, appreciate you for joining in with me on this uh, ranting. Of course, you're chilling with me, Tony the Kid. It's been nice. It's been fun, you guys. Appreciate you. I know it's been a little long, but, you know, hey, this is a, this is a big passion of ours for sure for the DC Universe. We got many more projects on the way when it comes to this. But uh, it's something, like I said before, that it's dear to our hearts because these are the characters that we, you know, we we like the most. We're both more DC dominant fans than Marvel, but we appreciate what Marvel has done in, in the field. And we just want that same success with DC and have good business for both ends to chime in and live, finally have our dreams come true. And it, it just, the start of it and the whole process of how things have been going with DC is not, it's not what Warner brothers, you know, have done correctly. So it just it baffles me. It baffles me that they can have this this success as well. It's just relax, pick the right directors, make sure you give them you know give them room to grow, give them room to do what they got to do, and you'll have proper success like we discussed earlier with some of the directors that are right now making those moves going forward. So we just we just hope for more success for the other characters to come on board. And hopefully we can get that and uh, finally get to see Black Anna versus Superman. That's something I want to see for sure. <laughs> I want to see that on screen. But thank you, old man RJ. <laughs> Go ahead. What? No, there, there you go. That. That's a good character. Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton. I think that's something that that... Yes. Michael Freakin. <laughs> right. All right, peeps. Well, thank y'all for the yeah, tuning in. Yes. Agreed. All right, guys. Well, y'all take it easy. Be safe. Y'all have a good night. As always, be careful, and uh, we'll see y'all next time.